You're listening to the Amber Westerwell. <laughs> Welcome to the Emerald Reprobates Podcast. This is episode 62. That's kind of a question and a statement. <laughs> is it 62? Yes. Yes, with myself, Derek. And James. Ah, summertime. Huh? Here we are. It's now, technically, will be when this goes out. Getting confused with me time traveling again. July. Yes. Or close to it. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, you know, it's summer. It's, uh, it's as summer as it's going to get here in Ireland. The kids are finished school. Summer for the last month. Yeah, I know. It doesn't count. You know, we kind of count the boy when the kids are off. Same way we count August as a summer month when it's actually autumn. Then two months of summer. Yes, that'll do. Well, we don't get any summer, so I mean. We do. Well, I mean. June, July, and August. Yeah, it's I know. on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, well, technically speaking, yes, we have three months of summer, but we don't actually get a summer per se. The kids are off now, so they had their little graduation things last week and what have you, and they started summer camp there today, and they're off fucking painting pictures and doing god knows what else for the next two weeks couple of hours in the morning but it's uh pales in comparison to what i'm sure you can get up to if you have a couple of grand to spare and fancy going to the mars summer camp which is connected to um jared leto and the boys from 30 seconds to mars is this a payday for the other two when they're not a when they're when not J- acting yeah when jared's doing whatever he's doing um quite possibly because he is either in the middle of or well i presume he's going to be finished by the time this thing kicks off it's in august sometime but he is shooting uh suicide squad at the moment so um i have to assume he's he finishes up and then does this thing but it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a pretty penny to say the least the the high end of it is um two grand dollars like one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for what's essentially two nights, three days, they're billing it as. Uh, it's in Malibu, California. Is Malibu in California? Yes. Ob- obviously it is because I said it here, but I never kind of get that much time. I always would have assumed more Florida-ish, I don't know why, yeah. but August 22nd, 3rd and 4th. Now, um, you can spend the day. There are day packages ranging from 799 up to... Oh no, the day packages are the cheap ones, so I'm flicking through the weekends here. But the weekends go from seven nine nine up to one thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I'll just give you the, the the top end package. It guarantees stay in a semi private cabin, dorm style rooms, or in one of the lodges for two nights and three days. Not all rooms have air conditioning. Shared bathrooms, food and beverage included. Now it says beverage. It's very clearly not um You get not, a glass of water. Yeah, it's not but it's not even giving it as, you know, more than one. It's beverage. It's Single uh, beverage. It's like mall rats. You get a little cup. That's you it, carry yeah. that around and all day. Here the camp refill Camp Mars activities. Hiking, yoga, spiritual teachings, coffee time with Shannon. Now I haven't found where the little appendage thing is that what you call it is because there's a little star beside that so there's obviously terms and conditions or something um there's a ghost stories a movie night cooking with tomo also a star beside that there's obviously terms and conditions on that a tug of war potato oh no wait there's potato sack race karaoke meditation swimming arts and crafts campfire church of mars guest speakers and djs photo with mars early entry a team night and a limited edition gift bag now the better part of that just sounds like your average cross between a shitty end of school term um sports day 
you know, with your fucking potato sack race, fucking swimming, tug of war, and all that's all shit you done when you were fucking 14 or something in school. And who do you expect was going to this? Yeah. Those 14 year olds. Well, me actually, but a two grand a pop? With retarded parents. Okay. Um, but mommy, mommy, I want to go to see uh, Jordan Catalano and his brother and Tomo. Yeah, it's um, it's a sort of thing where I mean, I'm all for a bit of ingenuity and entrepreneurship and what have you, but that's taking the piss a little. It like is. a fucking summer camp with the lads from Thirty Seconds to Mars. I mean, are they that stuck for a few quid that this is what they're going to do? Apparently. Well, yeah. Or I mean, I, I can't imagine it's that. Oh, we just love our fans so much. But it does. It just seems like such a, a weird thing for a guy who, like I say, is in the middle of making like a massive DC franchise movie, playing possibly one of, if not the biggest and most noteworthy villains in comic book history, not just DC, in all of comic book history. Like, and he's gone down to fucking all of comic book history. There's two comic book companies. No, there's, there's not. Loads two of comic book one, companies. Two major ones, and maybe five pe- comic book uh, people. People could name. Yeah. Like, yeah, just because you're into comic books no, doesn't make. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But comic book fans and the lay person alike, you could show anybody a picture of the Joker, and I'd argue that 99% of them are going to know who the Joker is. And whether you show them a Heath Ledger, a Jack Nicholson, or a comic book version, like you know, you show anybody that picture, it's like Superman. It's almost iconic. You show somebody the picture, they know who it is, whether they're into comics or not. But this guy's then going off and sitting down with a bunch of fucking, probably like you say, 14 to 21 year olds or something like that. Fucking movie night and campfires mm. and fucking roasting marshmallows and whatnot. It just all sounds a bit. Yeah, you think those boys are going to be there. Yeah, they wonder through in a limo like the leader yeah, of the Simpsons. See, this is exactly what I'm kind of picturing. I'm picturing, it was like when I went to that uh, boot camp thing with Jesse Pavelka for Louise and yes jesse pavelka was there yes he was walking around but he didn't lift anything he didn't do any exercises he was just there because his name's attached to it and it's it's a money spinner and i don't see this being anything different Mm. but barred at the price tag i mean i think i paid about 40 quid a ticket or something to go to that other thing this is two grand there's a slight fucking difference at least i got a workout at the other thing you did Okay, I just uh, scroll down there and I found that little um, asterisk or whatever it is you want to call it, you know, for the, the note. Yes. Um, let me start by saying that before I tell you what the note means, it, sa- it says here that it's limited to uh, 550 overnight packages and limited day passes, so they will sell out. So you're looking at 550 staying. I'm going to argue that they're probably going to let in another 200 per day on day passes. So you're looking at about 750, 750 people. So the note is event availability is first come, first served. So both fucking cooking with Tomo and coffee time with fucking Shannon. Then you, that's the fu- Tomo, Tomo has a George Farmby. He's making two <laughs> yeah, burgers. He's the George Farmby flipping chicken fillets, like. But yeah, it's um, force come, force serve. So you know you gotta imagine there's gonna be some mob yeah. mentality going on there. Who's pushy enough and gonna stand around? So you spend half your weekend standing outside the coffee machine waiting on fucking Shannon to show up. Then it has a attention. This is a rustic nature experience. Expect to share your living space and live in a wonderful communal way. <laughs> the facilities are clean and safe, but they are not four-star hotel suites with dinner mints on your pillows. Make sure you oh. understand exactly what you are getting. Like no, again, not for, not for me. No, nor me. I mean, no, I, I, I do love the holiday. We don't have the weather over here, but I do love the holiday. And maybe it's because you've seen it in horror films growing up and shit. But the whole summer camp thing—it did always look like a really great thing. 
But um, no, everybody got bullied. Millhouse kept getting bullied. <laughs> yeah, well, no, send me to the fat camp then. But the the bad thing is the price is just looking back over them. Um, they start off with the lowest form of weekend pass being one called the tree hugging package, and that's a uh, bring your own tent and camp out in uh, Mount Gilmore. Food and beverage included, and then all the the activities are the same across the board, which has me beg the question: like, what's the price hike for? Now that's seven nine nine, right? But come up to the first one that actually offers you lodging in the place, and it's called the rattlesnake package. Now that's one thousand one hundred ninety nine, so it's eight hundred quid shy of the top package. And mm. the only difference is that this is a communal. This is pretty much what you would see in your Friday the Thirteenth. You know, maybe ten bunk beds yeah. in the fucking thing. And the other one is some sort of suite where it's still not private, it's semi-private, which means there's probably going to be four years in a room or something. But they're charging 800 quid more. And then they're still warning you, saying, this shit's rustic. Don't yeah, expect yeah. that and fucking fancy. Yeah, wipe your arse with a leaf. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, it does, actually. On one of them, it says, uh, this one, the, the one where the, it's like the communal cabins, it says, um, cabins do not have AC, bathrooms are communal, and a minute walk from the cabin. <laughs> Whereas woods, yeah, basically, yeah. Step outside the door, walk Go, for at least a yeah. minute, then pass, take a shit. Pass the axe murderer. Yeah, then take a dump. Yeah. But um, come cheesing it back. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I had two grand, I mean, okay, that's two grand dollars. So we'll argue maybe sixteen hundred euros, right. give or take. That could get you on a boat, on a a cruise, a mini suite on a cruise, yeah. Miami to Jamaica. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. yeah, but you see, you're not getting the, the rock star treatment, are you? Oh, you are. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fuzzy. <laughs> Who, that's not rock star treatment. That's Steel Panther. Oh, now you I'm, I'm being bought now. Uh, Lita Ford, who Lita. is a rock star chick. Okay. I can't remember what she is, but Joan Jett style. Right, yeah. And Kiss. Oh. The Kiss Cruise with a K. Nice. So that's... Oh, okay. I was gonna, no, I was going to say this. So that's KKK. But no, just two. <laughs> Kiss Cruise with a K. <laughs> if they actually bothered to give you the whole title. Um, yeah, that's probably better value. Well, what's that coming at? Uh, you get your, tri- your three-day trip to Miami, right. Jamaica and back. Right. You get a, the lowest price cabin you could get for 550 Wow. So there's four people to a room or 900 with two people to a room. That's much better value. Up to the family penthouse suites and owner suites at three to four grand. Okay. Depending on like yeah. you have a choice on how much you want to. Yeah. Spend how much on your privacy do you want and how much yeah. space do you want? Because I mean, I I was on a cruise before, and I'm pretty sure cabin is actually like short for cabinet because they're fucking tiny. Like you literally walk in the door, you could take. Yeah, but they're trying to jam. It's like a fl- oh, yeah. plane. They're trying to jam as many people on. Yeah, as but possible. given that cruises are sold as a luxury thing. Like, you literally walk in the door, there would be a door, you open your cabin door, there's a door to your left, well, this is the way my room was laid out, and that was the toilet. Now, again, I had ample room as a toilet, there was a toilet and a shower, and that's it. But you could probably take from the front door to the foot of the bed, you could probably take eight good steps, seven to eight good steps. Now, bear in mind, you'd pass the little two-seater couch and the coffee table making these eight steps, and the cabin is literally the width of your double bed, because the bed is literally in it, and that's it. But... That being said, that I'm over a rust motherfucker, busting five knots. That's it. Wind whipping through your coat. Fuck yeah. Um, I, I would definitely take that over. All meals included. Non-carbonated beverages, whenever you want. Right. Uh, bowling. Rock climbing wall. Basically everything that's on one of these fucking ships. Does yeah. it say who the ship provider is, though? Because that would not. Uh, is it Royal Caribbean? 
it's a, the ship is called the Norwegian Pearl. So okay, no, they, yeah, no, it's uh, that is another company. It's um, they're called Norwegian something or other, and theirs are all the Norwegian something they're called. Yeah. And I assume there's Kiss and Fuzzy Steel Panther. Yeah, and I got to assume, yeah, because the thing is, the cruise I was on, like that, there was a theater, there was an actual kind of amphitheater on the cruise, so full stage, two tiered seat, and kind of mini arena, basically. So, yeah, I got to imagine that that's a fairly intimate way to see Kiss yeah. or Fuzzy or Steel Panther play. It is, and uh, when is that? <laughs> I'd actually go on sold that. Out. Oh, uh, sold out in October. Wow, I, 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 that I would actually consider going on that. That sounds really fucking good. To just follow Jericho around, yeah, <laughs> just harassing the shit out of him for the fucking weekend. Yeah, but I suppose now there you go. Again, it, that proves that Kiss are aiming at Kiss fans who are ranging everything from that executive in a in a company who can afford a four grand suite to a lad who just fancies going over the weekend a bunch and a five hundred. Yeah, bills up five hundred odd dollars. Whereas yeah. thirty seconds to Mars at two grand to sleep in a fucking cabin. Kiss performing. They complete a live album uh, during a ticketed show dressed as they were in 1975. Nice. You get a photo with you and your cabinets and kiss unmasked or masks. Your choice. Okay. So they do two kind of things sitting yeah. there with makeup, without makeup. Yeah. Just everybody shows up today for the, f- the mask one. I don't Tomorrow. Know. To call that mask <laughs> is a bit weird, but yeah, I get you. That, that actually sounds a lot better. It does. Steel Panther as well and <laughs> fucking, you know, a fuzzy... I've never really heard a whole lot of their stuff, but I've no, I don't have any real interest in wanting to. No, they're not bad for cock rock. Yeah, but Steel Panther like that, they know what they're doing. And Steel Panther is almost, I, I often think it's, um, it's like, do you remember when Sum 41 done the, what was it, fucking yes. Satan's something or other, Satan's Sluts or something I think it was called, like, it was the patches on their backs and they done the whole, it was pretty much, the little EP they done half hour of power was all that kind of cock rock big yeah. riffs big drum solos and all like and they stop in the middle of a, a fat lip yes and they, and they, they do a bit in that exactly yeah but aren't Steel Panther a British band no they're American are they yeah. I don't know why I was assuming they were British I don't know yeah I don't know I was thinking Def Leppard ish and stuff like that and mm-hmm. all that sort of crack uh, Steel Panther are American and the drummer has all the arms oh, <laughs> he has every arm <laughs> he, he has a toward arm he has the guy from Def Leppard's arm he actually uses it yeah. he has a drumstick wedge and he holds that hand he to lean over for the fire <laughs> symbols um, yeah that definitely sounds like better value alright and yeah. it's it's got less fucking yoga more probably bloodletting and fucking kiss pinball tournaments uh, how many people are walking around that just in kiss rig outs and all at least half. Yes. And none of them kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's it. It's got to get really confusing at some point. Well, I'm going on. Which one it is? You're, you've got your Can ruler you to measure your tongue, tongues. Please. Yeah. I got around measuring tongues. Put out that tongue. Nah. This thing's only eight inches long. That, that ain't Simmons. <laughs> you need a meter stick to measure his. The fucking that's lizard. Uh, Favourite family guy jokes. Gene Simmons shows up at the house for some reason and Lois is standing in the kitchen and his tongue comes flying out of his mouth through his house <laughs> and he goes, oh, hello, Gene. <laughs> Yeah, I never really got into Family Guy, but I did uh, like American Dad. Um, same setup, same but team. yeah. But I always loved just saying about that. There was um, there was a bit where Lois, his wife, uh, she's having these flashbacks. Is his wife called Lois as well. What it was Lois Family Guy? Yeah. Uh, okay, no, whatever the fuck. I can't think. Of you, you're obviously just hearing you. Uh, whatever the wife was called, anyway. Um, she is she's got some venture she wants to set up and she's having these flashbacks thinking back to when she wanted to set something up when she was younger and she was trying to raise money and it, it kind of cuts the horror you know 
not showing you but very clearly doing sexual favours to try and get sponsorship <laughs> or whatever on people and it just cuts to the outside of this jet and it says Dexy's Midnight Runners down the side of it and it cuts into the jet and there's this big love bed and she's there all fucking raggedy dishevelled and all she turns around and she goes I'm just going to go into the toilet and freshen up you mull over my, uh, my proposal so she goes into the toilet and your man turns around and goes you know this gives me an idea for a song like the whole band's in the love bed he goes what was her name again Eileen was it <laughs> And I just thought that was such a subtle joke, but it was fucking comedy gold it was. But yeah, no, I think a kiss fucking crew was over, uh, as mean, as much as I like 30 Seconds to Mars, I couldn't imagine going along to something like that, because like you say, you're just going to be surrounded by teenage girls and fucking idiots. Fathers with deep pockets and what have you. I mean, I'd have no qualms about the lads themselves, because like I say, there's ingenuity and because i mean like look at kiss you know like i say pinball machines festivals fucking everything everything yeah literally quite literally everything bowling balls you name it but like oh, what they blow there's that and then there's fucking you know let's go come camping with us and yeah. drink coffee with shannon like what the fuck piss off i'll just follow him around yeah. la and follow him into starbucks yeah. you can go boozing with jericho yeah exactly yeah you can get your fucking drink on with jericho on the boys although would anybody yeah. even recognize the rest of the members of fuzzy uh, or are they um, just white noise to Jericho's front? Yeah, possibly. But if, if you're into cock rock, you probably know them. But I gotta imagine that the vast majority of, you know, concert goers to a fuzzy concert are wrestling fans, not fuzzy fans. I'd say it's half and half, maybe okay, less really, now. Yeah, because you know, he's off, he's not in WWE yeah, anymore. occasionally. All right, he just uh, shows his face every now yeah, and again. he's wrestling at the moment, but he's only doing the, the house show, he's not doing the TV stuff. Okay, what would so be the point of that? He likes wrestling. Yeah, but would that be his choice or their choice? Oh, it's his choice. But surely TV keeps you in the limelight. If your band is your side thing, keeps you... Yeah, but then you have to show up on all the TVs. This way you can just... Oh, show up so he's just week, kind of pissing take. in and out doing dark matches. Yeah. And kind of if he's there, he's there. If he's not, he's not. Nobody's yeah. banking on him being there. Okay, yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe that just suits him better because then he can flute off and do gigs in yeah, particular cities or whatever. For a month and wrestle for two weeks. Yeah. Take a month off. Yeah, because you got to imagine, like, when the music is definitely second as what he's known as from the wrestling, mm-hmm. you got to imagine keeping yourself in the limelight for the wrestling is going to only help your music career. Yeah, and they're touring with the Kiss thing, and they're touring with Slash this summer. Yeah. So, so I suppose that probably brings in, yeah, that, that that's good revenue and exposure. He's, the, he's at the right level, considering that's his... Wrestling level is yeah, mid card, high mid card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's supporting slashes is, is the same. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. He's he's the upper mid card. Never yeah. going to be headline. Never going to be champ. The, the low main eventer. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely somebody ahead of him, but yeah. he's there. He's co- <laughs> You know, they they give him the co main event title just to make him feel good about himself. But you know, you're a second fiddle. It's like the yeah. fucking McDonald Lawler too for the Aldo fucking <laughs> McGregor fight. That shit's a headliner on any other night of the week. It's just, oh, yeah. why the fuck it's on that card is beyond me. It could be headlining. Well, no, the official statement is, um, <clears throat> yeah, for those not down who are kind of lost now, um, UFC have an event coming up which is near and dear to the hearts of all Irish Conor McGregor fans. Because there's, no, yeah, there's no mixed martial arts or UFC fans. Uh, there's just Conor McGregor fans. But uh, yeah, Jose Aldo, rumours started flying around last week that he'd fractured a rib and stuff. But now the official statement on it is, after more scans and whatnot, it's just a bit of a bone bruise, took a bit of a knock all right, but now he's absolutely fine and the fight is going ahead. Yeah, I can't see him fighting. I'd say it'd be somebody else. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think there's going to be anybody else. I think if it comes down to Aldo not fighting, I think fight's just pulled. 
because well, apparently it's not Chad Mendes is lined up I don't know because the, and the only reason we, I'm we, saying we this what? we don't know no. we should probably stop yeah, but no. But the only reason know. the only reason I would would kind of surmise that the fight would be called off was because the UFC has never. This is the highest amount of money they've put into PR for any given fight. So therefore, you keep that fight. You let it. Be, it's a monster. It's just waiting to be unleashed. Like everybody's fucking banking on this because of McGregor's mouth. Do you risk putting McGregor in another fight just to keep him on a card? He loses all that money you put into the Aldo fight is gone because now the Aldo McGregor fight means nothing. Because he's had his mouth shut by Mendez or Edgar or something like if, that. But if McGregor gets injured the day before, the money's gone. No, it's, yeah, but it is and no. it is. No, you could still just postpone. The fight yeah. is always potentially there. But right? the money's gone. You've spent that money. You have to re- yeah, but the hype, redo everything. I don't know. If I think the hype do. is still there. I think you just have to rejuvenate yeah. it. You don't have to go from scratch. Where if no, you, you do. Do you think so? I think yeah. I think it's enough to just refresh people's memories as to you give them the whole highlight reel, McGregor grabbing the belt and all, and you could throw that fight on six months down the road and it'll just reignite yeah, that you have heat. To pay to get these things on TV. Yeah. It doesn't just magically appear. Oh, no, I know, but what I'm saying is you don't have to go from grassroots. The groundwork is there. You're just refreshing people's memories. It's no different than the footage they'll show you as a fighter's walking in. You're kind of going, who the fuck's this guy? And then they show you the highlight reel and you kind of go, oh, yeah, I remember those fights or whatever. And It's no different, but I really can't see them. I, I could be completely wrong, but I, probably I think if Aldo's out, I think the fight's off. I don't see there being an interim title because it's not like Aldo hasn't been fighting. Or but that's what the UFC have said. They've said what? The Chad Mendes will fight McGregor. For an interim title? Yeah. When was this? In the UFC statement last week. Okay, well, uh, the statement I read was only about three days ago. And it, um, it didn't mention any interim titles, didn't mention any names, just mentioned the fact that 100% from their point at that stage, the fight was going ahead and it was only a bone bruise. Simple as. No, it's not simple. Well, it's as simple as it gets in fighting when you're beating yourself up for a living. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It's like I was saying, though, the McGra- or, uh, McDonald Lawler would be uh, main card any other night of the week. Yes. <laughs> as Fuzzy would. If Kiss get food poisoning, <laughs> Steel Panther drown, yeah. and Dude, whoever your Jericho woman was him. gets gang raped by the Kiss fans who are now enraged <laughs> by them not being there and puking. So, now all of a sudden, Jericho are headliners. Yeah. Uh, somebody else who was uh, I'm not sure if he headlined or he did he did Yeah, you know where I'm going with this so I do yeah. Mr. Kanye West Jesus himself twatus yes uh, Glastonbury is that Scottish or English? it's the English twat festival okay oh it's, it's pretentious is it? you've nu- nuclear bombed it all the English hipsters will be dead oh right it's one of them yeah kind of electric picnic-ish yeah okay uh, yeah, all eating fucking tofu and organic fucking quail yeah. eggs and what have That's you. It. Yeah. <laughs> and signing petitions not to have festivals. <laughs> festivals featuring Kanye West. Um, yeah, but uh, Kanye, what? This boy never fails to disappoint in the wanker department. <laughs> nah, he doesn't. He um, he was he was fucking got his comeuppance though to a degree with uh, an English comedian. Name didn't ring a bell to me. Now I don't know. Lee Nelson mean that to you? No. Okay. Supposedly, it says comedian, but like he seems to be renowned for doing other pranks like trying to get on the fucking plane with the English squad. And Comedian is somebody who stands up on stage and tells jokes. Yeah. Well, maybe he does that as well. I don't know. Not for, for more than five minutes. Yeah, maybe he does that. I don't know. Maybe like, he does stand up. I can wander down to the, the laughter lounge and, and open, mic, open mic Yeah. And doesn't make me a comedian. No. You bomb and fucking nobody laughs. You just gotta go, yeah, that was, that was it. But yeah, but this guy anyway, very easily with a toy microphone 
managed to get himself on the fucking main stage he wasn't even there he no backstage pass nothing he was just a guy at the festival and he had a t-shirt that said Lees us right. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> got on anyway and basically yeah, but you can get on to the, these things if you look like you know where you're going yeah and that's why he did say in his statement he said like you know once you can kind of convince one person that you're meant to be there if they think you're meant to be there everybody thinks you're meant to be there he said yeah. so nobody doubts you then and they just kind of leave you be and off you go walking about the place that's it but uh like, do you have any experience of anything like this oh, maybe I, I, busting into oxygen i may have blagged my way in yeah um did i ever tell the story on there uh, go for it might as well yeah might as well seeing as it is festival time yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm sure we have I'm sure we've mentioned busting away into Green Day yeah yeah so it is probably similar but yeah it's funny because it was Green Day that was headlining but um, it was Oxygen the weekend for one of the weekend festivals here in Ireland uh, maybe 2005 okay I was going to say about 9 or 10 years ago yeah so um, I wasn't bothering for the week going down for the weekend it didn't particularly interest me the bands were playing but the only thing that did interest me was Green Day were headlining on the Saturday night and by the time I decided to start looking for a single day ticket it was they were all sold out it was ridiculous money lads were looking for stupid funds for them and I just said no fuck this and then I got a brainwave where I said you know Dublin bus run the buses down to these events for the public my brother drives for Dublin bus. He does. He leaves a spare uniform in my mother's house in case he ever needs to stay over or change or anything or like his that. House goes on fire. Yeah. Or zombies. Um. So I kind of figure, hey, you know what? I reckon I could probably just slip on a uniform, drive down to Punchestown, and saunter on in as a busman. Yes. In a car. And you, <laughs> and you did. And I did. Basically, yeah. Long story short, braised by security guard or security guard. Everyone that put their hand up to stop me because you have to bear in mind that. By the time I got in off the main road, I'm on shitty little back roads, and the only thing coming in there is the buses because it turns out it was a it was an area just solely for buses. It was like a holding area, so there was no business for a car being there. But every time the security guy put his hand up, the second I'd slow down and then he'd cop the uniform, he'd just gonna wave on and step out of the way. And it was only and that went for guards and security, uh, the the police for anyone else. Um, but then the last checkpoint I got to was a guy who obviously knew his shit, stops me asked me what I was doing I just kept a cool head thinking on my feet said that I was relieving a guy who would put in for the duty but then needed the evening off so I was going to bring the bus out because he'd brought a bus in yada 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 he'd be leaving in this car Stra- sauntered in hid the car up behind some buses got out walked around made a play for a gate where I seen like a golf cart with bin bags on it coming out of the dude was shutting the gate and I kind of I'd committed I'm kind of walking towards it kind of going fuck do I bail do I keep going for this gate what do I do so I just Kept going for the gate. Your man sees me last minute, kind of halts the gate. It's one of these big kind of slide and pull across gates. He stops, he goes, oh, you're going in. I said, oh, go on. He says, I'm sure I might as well dust an hour and straight in I went. But yeah, when you see like that, and I think there is a certain age bracket that that's good for. And you have to be kind of mid-twenties or above because yeah. you're kind of getting old enough. Be, yeah, you can't be 19 and pull on that shit because yeah. I look at you kind of going, get the fuck out of here. Don't be annoying me. So I got into a, a haulage yard a few weeks ago I was picking the one of the truck drivers up okay but I was sitting there he was unloading his truck taking his his truck card out that tells you how long he's oh, driving oh the tachographing yeah and doing all that sort of stuff and somebody wandered over to me what are you doing here so I'm just waiting for the guy in the truck all the trucks looked empty he's leaning down he's getting his yeah. stuff out 
Oh, okay. Yeah, once you answer them, like, and don't go in a panic and go, fuck you, I'm out here. Floor. Jump out of the car and run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. He's on to me. But, no, it is. Your man gets into my car and chases me. Yeah, like, oh, the irony of it all. Put the meter on. But, no, it is. Because I often used to say that even about the likes of the old 2 and all. Like, if you just got a Turtle Beach headset, an Xbox gaming headset, threw it around your neck, and a, a, I think they're in navy now. It used to be black. Just a navy polo shirt and a pair of fucking slacks. And just walk around and give a nod to what you know are the lesser staff and yeah. all. And people will see you doing that. And then you just make a beeline. You don't hem, you don't haw. You just walk towards where you see others going backstage. And I guarantee you, nine out of ten times, they're moving that barrier or that court now your way mm. and they're letting you just walk I've backstage. Got in to a bunch of places uh, where you're not meant to be. Because I've been picking up people and saying I'm going into tell them. Yeah. And uh, just I was that was what I was doing. I was yeah, but it is because them. if you walk in with any sort of a half plausible story, yeah, yeah it, a lot of the time security it's more than their jobs worth to doubt you. They're just kind of going to go, all right, uh, grand, yeah. Stall in. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> like I say, they move that velvet rope, they move that curtain or that barrier, and they let you walk in. Like it, it really is that simple a lot of the time. It is. But um, yeah, did he? have anything good to say because he's, he's usually good for a, a fucking rememberable fucking quote or two yeah. he's the greatest rock star living rock star in the world right okay um, a rapper yeah I, I, not even quote unquote <laughs> rapper he's probably not even the best rapper no I wouldn't imagine so although there's no denying I mean he's not bad at what he does you know you can't yeah. deny that from him but what he does I can't imagine takes a shitload of talent I mean no. rapping to me was always a very fundamental sort of thing. You're not singing. Yes, you're making up rhymes, and you're, you're basically writing songs, but you don't actually have any ability to sing. Because it is, no. Am I wrong in saying it's talking? It's, yeah, it's talking. It's harmonized talking. You're going to drag in some shit. Anything Flavor Flav can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Anything Everlast, Flavor Flav, Easy E. Mm. I mean, the list goes on. None of these boys are overachievers. So no. therefore, anything that these can do safely <laughs> and, and professionally, chances are, you know, we could probably pull it off. We could. Um, Except we can't rhyme. Well, I don't know. I'm sure. I, I mean, after watching Eight Mile, the fucking there wasn't a whole lot of rhyming going on. And that I mean, insulting mothers and gays. Yeah, maybe I don't get the whole purpose of a rap battle or how you're meant to spit rhymes, as they say, to like the lingo. But um, it's a, just a yeah, sing your version of your mouth. How can I insult you? Yeah, <laughs> what can I insult you? Like, oh, look at the state of your fucking runners. Yeah. Uh, you don't be running in those. Uh, you've got a big nose. It's for smelling. I'm yelling, you know, <laughs> that's that's literally what it sounded like to me. And then they're kind of going, this made it into the cut of the film. Like, this, this is not making me think that this guy can win a rap battle. <laughs> it's fucking dog shit. But uh, yeah, Kanye, definitely not a rock star and most definitely not the best at anything in the world, bar maybe, you know, getting this sort of attention for himself. Do you think it's, do you think it's intentional? Do you think he's oh, intelligent? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah because a lot can, of people are going to say that, that like when you see the likes of your Paris Hiltons and stuff like that you know a lot of people are so quick to jump the gun and call them fucking Egypts and all but oh, whose money have they got? got the general publics the Kardashians they've made a brand out of themselves for what sex tapes and sex changes like you know and people don't know that's how they she became famous yeah it's they forgotten think, because yeah. she's made so much noise from then till now and was I, that that Ray J thing 
I don't or was know. that no, another one afterwards? I, I don't know, nor do I care. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, well, I, I've said that to people. She's a porn star. And they've said, no, she's not. Right there. Do you know how she's famous? Yeah, well, right there. and no. apparently, again, I'm not 100% up on what the deal is with them, but apparently the mother was the one who helped her the market it and put it out. Yeah, she had the camera. I don't know what the deal is. Like, but um, Because, no, somebody at Glastonbury got a flag printed and it was Kim giving Ray J head. It's Fair literally, enough. you know, like a point of view thing. Somebody should have had t-shirts. It's like a point of view, you know, it's looking down on his lad, her mouth, and her kind of gazing up and just waiting on a fucking golf oh, We should have made t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was a big, looked like a big fucking flag and giving it all that. But, um, yeah, again, it is. It's one of those things where you'd have to question is it genius or is it insanity? Because, or it, is the line that blurred that some of them are morons and some of them are, it's genius what they're doing? It's like Carl Pilkin then. He's not that dumb. He's That's comedy genius. That's perfect timing. That's the ability to keep a straight face when he's saying shit that he knows is going to get a pop and all. Like, is it, and I don't, you know, there's, there's no way. Because the guy was a producer in a fucking radio station and all, producing... Right that doesn't matter you can be an idiot and produce stuff yeah but he's not you can't be the idiot that he portrays and have a job like that you can't I know you can you have to know somebody but um, no I do I definitely think that there's an element of he says that much and he's that controversial in the things he says you know if you want to consider that controversial columns at the greatest rock star but you have to imagine that it is it's all publicity it's all PR for him and it's all free all he has to do is open his mouth at some event yeah. or some talk show and it guarantees him another month's worth of abuse. And once you're willing to just take that abuse and kind of go, yeah, well, this is what I've asked for. You know, it's no different than, you know, we talk back about wrestlers, talking about Jericho and all, but it's no different than a wrestler taking the heel stance. He knows he's getting heat. He knows he's going to be hated. But he's he's wanted, he's talked about because of that hatred. Kanye West probably wasn't fighting fans in the parking lot after the show. Pro- like Jericho's had to do. Yeah, probably not. But um, that's because he doesn't go near the parking lot. <laughs> no. uh, he has a private helicopter or something come in. I think the best thing he ever done, though, was um, there's footage of it online. I must try and root it out. Did you ever see the thing where he's um, he wants everybody to stand up and he starts abusing and giving out to this cripple, telling him to stand Excellent. up? And he claimed afterwards that he didn't see his wheelchair. Like, But he's like <laughs> literally going, kind of oh, hang on a minute. Get out of your chair sort of thing. And everyone's looking at him going, ooh, ooh, can't you? No, no, don't. He's like, but, uh, th- you know, there is, like I say, it's a blurred line for sure. There is. But uh, seeing as he's a rapper, and I just proved my rapping capabilities. Do you want to talk about some white rappers? No, but okay. All right, it's that time, people. The movie Box of Doom. Am I right in saying 2002? Yes. Eight Mile. The what do you want to do? trying to convince us last week it was out last year yeah <laughs> I know, and it's funny it was only then when I was thinking about the actual song was it um, Lose Yourself yes when I thought about that I remember we used to muck about when I played in the band and we'd be messing kind of because it's a very good there is a it's a good riff to that song like, we used to mess about playing with that but uh, yeah 2002's 8 Mile would you call it semi-autobiographical or is it pure fiction it, well it's written by somebody else so autobiographical is written by yourself okay um, but, it's but it is loosely based on... Yeah, it's like the guy had Eminem in mind when he was writing yeah. it. So much so that apparently in one of the production notes I was reading, like they had him dye his hair back dark because they wanted to separate... They didn't want him having the blonde hair because they wanted people to look at him as B-Rabbit or whatever his name was and not as Eminem. But right. he was basically playing Eminem. Like, you know? So it's like a, a Fight Club's loosely based on me. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
given that you're just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing else, Barry. You know the way you had to start a film and say, based on a true story. Yeah. And there was people. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's the fact that it was on earth is about as close as it comes to being based yeah. on a true story. Well, yeah, that's about it. But um, Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave a 76%, which I was a little bit shocked at. That's pretty fucking high because, you know, for the sort of movie it is, it's, it's, it's a grand movie, it's fine, but it's not great. You wouldn't consider it having been critically acclaimed. Um, I thought the user reviews were a bit more on the button, 54%. I'd give it a Anywhere. 5 out of 10. It was yeah, watchable. Six wouldn't particularly want to watch it again. It was grand. It done what it done. The thing that gets me, and clearly I don't know anything about budgets or how they're dealt out or how, or or how they're amassed or anything, right. exactly. But a budget of 41 million, that seemed extortionately high to me. Yeah, especially for something shot in Detroit. It was shot, yeah, you could buy <laughs> Detroit for 41 million for fuck's sake. you got to pay... M&M. Yeah. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, I appreciate salaries and what have you. But you I, pay, I had a main uh, cast, okay? you got to pay Curtis Hansen, the director, coming off LA Confidential. Yeah. No, like I say, books. given the payroll of some of the stars, I had a cast, if you want to call it a mainstay cast, of about 15 people. And then I had a bunch of extras. But you got to believe that they are all free extras. They're all... Because apparently, um, when he's coming up through the battle things or something like that, they're actual lads that were there as extras. And what they done was that apparently they took so long to shoot all the scenes that they were getting starting to get people, the extras were getting bored and shit. So they had an actual rap battle with the, with all the extras. And the lads that they deemed won it got to actually come up and got a, a more, a bigger part. And I got to actually battle with fucking Eminem. But, um, but I just couldn't see where 41 million went. I really couldn't. Like I say, it's shot in Detroit, very small cast, shit ton of extras. Yeah, but if you're paying... Zero special effects or anything like that. If you're paying Curtis Hansen five or six million, then you're down to 35. Hmm. If you're paying Eminem five, then you're down to 30. Yeah, and I suppose... Uh, it, I, I you're paying all those main I wonder is in the budget, is advertising included in that as well? Like. I don't think so. Um, but it, it done all right for itself, though. It, uh, it made t- just under, a shade under, but just enough to call it uh, 243 million. That's fucking all right, man. That is like now. Granted, I would argue it's probably at the height of Eminem's success yeah, back in two thousand and two. Half on it being a good film and half on his name. Yeah, oh, definitely. Because I have to imagine that there is a big market for that nonsense fucking rap battle, and I know rap yeah. music does have a big following and stuff. But you know, I thought two hundred forty-three million for a forty-one million thing with a lead man that's not an actor—that's pretty good fucking return for your it money. Is. It was a good movie though. I mean, like it was a I'd never seen it. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it, that's why I wouldn't have sought it out to watch it myself. But it's, you know, it's rocky for with rap. It's like, you know what I mean, it comes from nothing, you know, he's building up a couple of failed attempts, only short of having a few fucking training montages, and it would have been uh, You did have a training montage. You practiced. Yeah, I guess yeah, I'm puking in a jacks yeah. and whatnot. But it um it was it was grand. You know, like I say, I don't know. I, I couldn't go on about it too much. It was what it was. It was exactly as I thought it would be, and it was fine. It's a film about rap. Yeah. So there's only so much you can get out of it. The weird thing in it was um the big dude, fucking Shannon or something, Shannon or whatever you call it. Michael Shannon. Yes. He's actually younger than Eminem, but yet he was playing a character that's older than him. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, just a weird tip. He's gone on plays on. Exactly. A weird tip bit of information. Yeah, because it's, it's funny then when you see him like that. Where I, obviously I hadn't seen 8 Mile, but when then you've seen Man of Steel. And all of a sudden, you know, you start seeing him in other things. Kind of going, oh yeah, there he is, there he is. But, but he would have been nobody if he hadn't done Man of Steel. He's he's that guy. He was the copper in um, the corrupt cop in the bike courier one. 
Oh, um, premium. Rush. Yes, premium rush. He was the cop in that and stuff like, and you know, and again, I would argue he's obviously always playing older. Than, it's the big old looking head in him because again, he's playing like what what should be kind of a veteran detective cop in that, and he couldn't have been more than like if they're saying he's younger than Eminem, he couldn't be more than in his early to mid thirties. Yeah, but um, how would you rate it? We got to do that shit. So uh, six or thereabouts. Yeah, I'll go five. Alright, six it is. Six it is, so I'll let you have that. Did you recognise anybody else in the film? Um the dude from Pimp My Riot is at exhibit, is that his name? I think he was in it. Okay. I think if I'm not mistaken, do you remember when they're at the food truck and a lad steps up and starts rap battling with your woman and starts slagging the gay fella? Yes. I'm pretty sure now I could be wrong. <laughs> Gonna get me racist hat on here and say they all look the same. <laughs> but uh no, I'm pretty sure that that was exhibit. And then um, I know there was one or two others, but I wouldn't know rap artists, but I've heard the names like Proof and stuff like that. Okay. But I'd heard his names. I think he's done one or two other films as well. But other than that, though, Kim Basinger, obviously. Hmm. No, didn't. And uh, Eminem's ex was Mrs. Halfsack from Sons of Anarchy. Um, okay, didn't cop that. No, yeah, for the, I'm just thinking the split second you kind of see how far I didn't... Uh, I, do, I wouldn't have caught that I wouldn't even remember if, I, even if you asked me to point out half sack I probably couldn't at this stage oh you've been murdering Rampage you did okay um, but it was alright it was what it was leave it at that I'll give that bitch a shake pull out something uh, crap most likely yeah. the dogs come over to see what it is lean into that microphone when you're telling us all about it Okay, he's laughing. That's good. Yep, uh, we watched the the first one. Oh, really? This is yeah. This is the, I think this is the first time a sequel has came out. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, did we watch the first one? Okay, do you want to hit me with a hint or two, or no, or just tell me? Uh, Chang Tatum, Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, fucking the Twenty One Jump Street. The Ice Cube. Twenty Two Jump Street. Yes. Okay. I only watched that a little while ago. Actually, I'll get away with just breezing through that. No, watch it again. Yeah, I, I probably will. They're, they're not bad. Like, they're a lot better than I thought they'd be. Because hmm. I remember seeing the first one. Did, did we watch the first one? Um, why did I, I watch it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I can double check that, but I don't think so. Um, They all start becoming a bit of a blur. Like, you start forgetting what came out. And sometimes when I'm looking back over the list and I'm editing it and changing, like, highlighting the things on it, you'll see something and you'll see the episode that came out and you'll be kind of like, fucking hell, that doesn't feel like a year ago when I watched that. Like, it feels like only a little while ago. But, uh, you know, I liked them. Like I said, I was a real Johnny come lately to the first one. And I remember being really pleasantly surprised because I didn't like Channing Tatum or Jonah Hill in anything I'd seen. And they were good in this. They played up to kind of what they were. That was kind of what they should be. It was nearly the stereotypes they I should be. I didn't like in. this. You didn't like the no. second one? No. I, it definitely was weaker than the first, but... It, it wasn't bad. I, lo- I love the whole thing with Jonah Hill's fucking cubes, daughter and all. Like the, 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 the big fucking animosity and the serious head in him when they're sitting down to dinner and, you know, he's going to show you, I'm going to fucking shoot him and all this sort of crack. It was good. Cube should have. We can play about it next week when I refresh my memory why I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I remember a few of the bits you were giving out about you. I think you were giving about some of the jokes being too obvious, saying about like Ice Cube's office being like yes. a big Ice Cube and stuff like that. But yeah, it was. Shit like that's a little too obvious. It, it is. You're going to the well a bit too much on the, the, the puntastic jokes. Like, But I, I don't recall it being bad. I remember watching it thinking it was okay. Not as good as the first, but like I said, we shall refresh our memories and come back to it next week. Uh, have you got um, a hand for me? 
Like we went to see Tits and Ass the movie. Oh, we did. Famous we people. did see Tits and Famous People the movie. Yeah, and there was Tits and Famous People, yeah. plenty of them. Um, it was a long episode of Entourage. Yeah, it was essentially, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, no. that we say that in the most <laughs> endearing. We don't like Entourage. It is. Yeah, we say that in the most endearing way, though. But yeah, it it essentially was a pre-season seven extra long episode. Like you know, and I say pre-season seven as in when it was at its best. It was a good overly long episode which wrapped up nicely because i do recall towards what would have been the end becoming very self-aware of the amount of time we were in the cinema kind of going okay we're here a while now how are they going to wrap this up and i thought they wrapped it up nicely because every episode is kind of open and it never got wrapped up but this was the first time you had to see them actually kind of put a bit of a closure on something and i thought they managed it well i thought it was good you know drama finally gets a fucking nod and i love the fact that Wahlberg, like, when he always kind of goes no fucking way like and kinda, then craig kind of like, realizes like he's like he forgot himself for a second and he goes oh yeah johnny drama <laughs> like you know i thought it was i thought that was very good but um no it was it, it was a good movie it was lots of cameos like re- repeats from the series some of which I have to imagine were just nothing more than thank yous for the fact that they were a lot of them were very early cameos, like season one and two. And apparently they had awful trouble back then getting people to sign on for it because who knew what it was? You're asking A-list celebrities and whatnot to come in. I don't think if Marky Mark shows up and asks his mates to do something, they should. Yeah, and chances are that's probably, that was the weight behind what got a lot of them in. But like, I mean, like Jessica Alba, she was in the pilot episode. And she gets her bit in this kind of when she confronts Ari yes. and stuff. Uh, something else from the there was a bit of a nod back to the pilot was at the very start of the movie when they meet uh, Vinny on the boat, and he says that he's got the marriage annulled, and, and then it, it, they mention that it was nine months. But drama said that to him in the pilot episode. Um, the mar- something came about marriage. He said, "Ah, don't worry, you could get it annulled in nine months or something like that." And like that was a nod back to that, like right. where you know they were acknowledging the fact that drama was on the money back then when when he called it, like. But I couldn't even again. I I hadn't watched seven and season seven and eight in a while, but I I had no recollection of Chase getting married. He did. He got married to a reporter. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't have any recollection of that. But it was a good, like I said, it was a good movie. I thought an odd choice in it, in the way of, and I wouldn't call it a cameo. I would call it a supporting role. Uh, Ronda Rousey got a lot more screen time than i ever anticipated yeah people know who she is yeah she's yeah she's a good looking girl she's hot shit at the minute she's kind of crossing over well between movies and mixed martial arts so but i was a little bit surprised at that and she's nothing to do for months on end oh yeah bar fucking show up on and act harass turtle yeah no but it was like i say extra long episode really good it was everything you'd you'd have wanted from it just enough of everybody i mean i like the fact that like you know even with lloyd like he's in it but he's not yeah like he, he's not he's got nothing to do with the film then uh, the other thing though that just about rousey was the thing that kind of perplexed me about her character in it or you know her being her in it and what she done if you think about it as a whole you could have took out every scene she was in and it wouldn't have affected the film no it was completely throwaway you know yeah. and that that it's so, this gave turtle something something to do yeah but that's that was kind of what had me I, a little bit perplexed about how much screen time she got was that it ultimately added nothing to the film turtle needed something to do all the others had something to do yeah pretty much it, it was, was turtle's thing it was just yeah fill his time mm. i was surprised that meadow soprano said do one yeah i was surprised that she didn't get a little a little mm. throwback for it because i mean enough time would have passed 
from when she left. Because she left him in, what, season five, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Five or six. So, I mean, enough time had passed that you could have thrown her back in as, as a bit of a core of Bali. But it was good. It was. Would you rate it? Yeah. Six. Yeah, I'd say seven. I think I... I think I rated it on my own page as a 7. So, again, because it was good. It had the same feel-good quality that most of the episodes had. And you come away and just kind of go, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, and that was that. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a, a good um, little tidbit in it that I, I had looked up. And it was the fact that, um, do you remember Ari refers to, what's the deal with Sixth Sense? Um, M. Night Shaw, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. The, the actor the, the was in Tusk. Played Billy Bob's Horton's son. Don't tell me you didn't recognise him. Yeah. Uh, Haley well, Joel. Haley. He's, he's the third or fourth guy you think of. Okay. Haley Joel Osmond. And something then Harry like had a, a whole episode with M. Night. What's his name? Oh, had he? Yes. Okay. Um, is it, am I right in saying? Yes. Haley. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Continue your story. Anyway, yeah. Um, at one point when Ari's gone on one of his rants, he, re- he refers to him as Forrest Gump Jr., he actually was Forrest Gump's kid in Forrest Gump. Okay. So just... He's an AIDS baby. Is he? Oh, of course he was, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, when Jenny was finished fucking all and sundry and then has him back. Um, but, yeah, no, again, I, it's little nods like that that I like, especially given the tone of that film that it's set in Hollywood. So that the fact... And apparently the... the what's his name? Spade? David Spade? Apparently his little bit, his little back and forth and Ari telling him I don't know who you are or something, apparently that's a nod to something else that they done together years ago as well. Okay. So it was full of like little kind of nods and winks and nudges and what have you, but it was, it was good, good movie. There was um, a competition there a few weeks back that I would have probably ran away with, but I had no interest in looking any further into. And it was some bar in New York held a small penis competition. Okay. Uh, apparently they were celebrating it but that's neither here nor there but some uh, sex toy company now has gone one step further and they're holding a competition for the world's most beautiful vagina which I mean I might just throw my name in the hat there I'll happily judge I mean uh, I don't know how qualified you need to be but um, they're they're holding this competition but basically they're throwing up some final prize money first place five grand second place two and a half uh, third place thousand two hundred and fifty, but fourth place also but gets. Is it a external competition? Do the judges get there with a with a torch and they're get on up in there? It's funny you should say that because the winner. How do you judge this? The winner also well, it's going to be viewers. They're going to like you send a basically send a picture of your snatch. I presume they've probably got a website or something that they pop it up on. People get to go in and then vote on what they look at and think is the most beautiful looking. Um, fucking vagina as it is but funny no, as they've been getting lads are wandering down the beach shooting tourists yeah and this is this is the news that makes headlines <laughs> but um you gotta they're gonna then 3d scan said vagina and make a sex toy out of it okay so i mean i don't know if you, are, are you pleased or no about this if if, if you, your woman enters and then you all of a sudden you think about every other dirty bastard around the world who orders a fake pussy is it's your wife or girlfriend's fake pussy that they're uh, ordering? Doesn't matter. No, the fact that she's taking pictures and putting it up on the internet to be judged. Yeah, but is I, probably more. Yeah, but I gotta assume that like nobody's taking it from the ground up with their face in it. It's just you know hit the macro setting on your camera, get up close as you can, and fucking take a nice picture of it. What do you reckon? I think we could uh we could probably host some competition like that. 
We could. If anybody wants to send us pictures like that. Yeah, feel free. Um, emeraldreprobates at gmail.com. Uh, I suppose might as well take care of some housekeeping since I'm saying that. Uh, on Twitter, it's at ERP official. It's the same on Instagram. And on Facebook, it's the Emerald Reprobates podcast. And nobody cares about Google Plus, so that's that. But yeah, I often thought, like, you know, it would be nice, it's gonna, you know, a la the casting couch sort of thing where like, you get these fake casting couches apparently and stuff like that being held. It would be nice to be holding something to have people just inundate your inbox with tit shots or naked pictures or whatever like that. You know, under the whole, you know, quote unquote, it's a competition. You yeah. know, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, we. There's enough porn. You just watch porn. Yeah, exactly. Why do you need somebody to do yeah. this again? For this company, it's got to just be a PR stunt. You yeah. put this out there. Again, here we are talking about it, but you know, in your face, we're not going to mention your name. No. <laughs> Mainly because I can't remember, and I'm not arsed out <laughs> in the article back up. Did you see the Mead goalkeeper got sent off the other day? Oh no. Uh, well, I, d- I didn't see them. I know they were playing, but I didn't. They were, they were, they were losing to Westmead. Westmead won for their first time ever. First time ever or first time ever against, against Mead? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, or pretty ever. fucking shit team if it's our yeah, first win. By the way, and uh, the Mead goalkeeper got all tick and in injury time did this. He caught the ball and he was running out. And I nip around and have a quick oh, okay. look. It's kind of a forearm smash as he kicks the ball. That's a uh, that's a sending off offence. Well, you can't smash. That was, called, that was called a tackle in my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he, he ran straight into the guy and smashed him with his forearm. Well, I would argue that uh, just looking at the you now again the angle that I'm seeing it from and all. But if you're the guy that's in control of the ball and playing, it's the other guy who's getting in your way. It depends what what part of your body you put up and what part. Your body yeah, you he hit definitely with. leads with the elbow. Yeah. I mean, he definitely goes a little high, kicks the ball, and leaves like you know puts the arm mm. up there. You can kick the ball and then you, you can stop. You don't have to run into the yeah do the guy like that. But uh, so we got sent off. We got sent off. But the, the deal was done at that stage. You were losing. They oh were yeah, it was, it was over. Okay. They just conceded a kind of a last minute goal. Yeah, because I like I said, I didn't actually see this, but I believe that like into the second half, the like a twelve oh, point were, lead or eight whatever. Eight points up at half time. Yeah, and twelve points then into the second half or something like that. Uh, possibly, but yeah, I don't think so. And then uh, what? Just Westmead decided to start playing and. Yeah. Okay, really good players, and but the uh, of course people took to Twitter afterwards. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, somebody tweets the goalkeeper, "Don't think about knife you, brother." <laughs> oh <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. A bit, bit serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean the game was done. I mean it's not as if this was opening minutes yeah. and he like fucked it up by having some sub come on who couldn't say him shit. Yeah. They they'd lost. That's it. And uh, see, I never understood that aspect of even for any sport people getting upset mm. or overly passionate about anything like you know i mean your team winning your team losing like and mm. not even talking about hooligans i'm not about your average punter down a pub yeah, of a sunday afternoon upset. getting in like, fights and we've seen people crying that time that I've arsenal won but lost they won but not by enough yeah. for the away I've difference being in a pub with darren what up darren watching uh manchester united play and he's left the pub because he can't watch them anymore. Yeah. Like I, I like the team. I'll watch them win or lose. Yeah, you see, I mightn't like the fact that they're losing, but it's not going to yeah. make me storm out of the pub. I mean, all like upset. my dad. Again, I don't follow football. But my dad being a Liverpool fan, I've probably watched more Liverpool matches than any other matches. And because I wasn't watching these matches in the seventies, I was usually watching Liverpool lose. 
and you know as pissed off as my dad would be at the fact that they're losing and he might give out about the performance but he watched the match and he'll watch the next match yeah. it was it was that simple he he was a liverpool fan so he will watch liverpool playing mm. and that's it but it is it's you know and like i have a weird thing like i can watch a match and i can say they lost because of this this and this yeah and uh, it's not the end of the world oh it usually is very obvious yeah no different to any sport but it's not very obvious if it's your team that lost yeah because yeah you've got that weird yeah um, uh, biased kind of outlook on it we lost or we got beaten we won yeah I fucking hate that terminology because unless you're on the fucking payroll drop that we shit you just sound like unless you're out on the pitch yeah you sound like no well no I would even even argue if you're back staff or you're training staff you get to say we because you're there you're part of it you're on the payroll you're not on the pitch. Manchester United is signing your fucking checks. You get to say we. <laughs> Other than that, fuck off. You just sound like a fucking prick. Like you do. It, it is. It's but like that to get to the point where you're going to actually threaten somebody over. I, uh, I don't. And it's not like they're out of the competition. They're out of the Leinster Championship. Right. Not out of the All Ireland. They'll play next week or the week after against a crappy team beat them and go on to another match and then lose yeah, again yeah and the same fucking age you'll be tweeting them saying oh you're yeah. brilliant oh great yeah. save mate and I'll, I'll buy you a pint yeah I'll put that I'll on, I won't knife, knife you knife now down. yeah I'll tell you what I retract my knifing statement yeah. but you see you wonder now then like in, in the the weird world that we live in can he be done for that can he like if, if oh yeah I'd say so he's, he's threatening that's what I'm saying it's a straight yeah. up fucking threat they can, like they can find his his twatter address yeah and that, that's why I can't understand like that why would you be so fucking dumb as to publicly threaten somebody like that uh-huh. and especially you're threatening you're their dumb. you're threatening their life yeah. like you know you're not just saying it's oh a, yeah a, li- prick a little you. knife <laughs> yeah yeah don't worry it'll just graze you maybe yeah. get in an inch or two i won't hit any major or- organs or anything like that yeah i don't know it's again maybe i just lack that passion for sport i mean it's um, you can have a passion for sport and you can also have common sense yeah like it's a bunch of millionaires playing well, not Gaelic football but yeah, soccer, soccer yeah or football and it's a bunch of millionaires playing mostly yeah for Akron and Stanley yeah who who win lose or draw chances yeah. are most of them don't give a fuck that's it when they get to a certain level you can see yeah. it in them you see lads you see some players yeah they keep that fire the same team. yeah there's like, that fire in their belly Wayne Rooney-ish yeah there are lads that yeah like I said they've that fire in their belly that no matter what's happening they show up. Yeah, Roy Ryan, Ryan Giggs, he always yeah. struck me as that sort of a guy. Roy Keane, he was just kicking lads no matter what. Yeah, he was just fucking drop kicking. <laughs> um, another one that springs to mind mainly because of assaults as well is um, Zidane. He always seemed to be a guy who showed up. Mm. Always seemed to have a bit of a fucking fire in his belly and wanted yeah. to fucking win. But then you see lads like, you know, and again, I don't have a very good knowledge, but Robbie Keane. I've never seen why this guy... He's, he's good, he's not top level. Is he good though? Because, I mean, anytime he's I've good, seen him play, I, it looks like I could have scored half the goals he scored. Yeah, would you have been in that position to score them? No, I wouldn't have had that cop on. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what he gets like it for, is that presence of I, mind I to I be... Back to probably before you watched football, Gary Lineker. Right. I don't think he ever scored outside the box or outside of the six-yard box. But he was always there when the ball he came was in. Always, yeah. He always, yeah. He knew yeah. if it wasn't, if the goal didn't go in, the ball was coming out this way. And I yeah. get it. And he was a particular skill of getting there. And yeah, Robbie Keane has a touch of that. Uh, yeah, mate. Robbie Keane. Yeah. <laughs> you said Roy, I think. Earlier. Oh, okay. This time it was Robbie Keane. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where you do see some players and you just kind of go, yeah, they don't give a shit. They no. don't care about you. They don't care that you're tweeting them. They don't give a flying oh, fuck. I can't remember his name. But there's a lad sat on Chelsea's sub-bench for years, never playing, and cashing his big paycheck. Yeah, that's it. But that's the thing. You've mm. got to imagine that you do. You get to a stage where, 
at a particular age you want to be seen you want to be known because that's how you keep your notoriety that's how you keep people asking keep the paychecks coming in but if you're sitting on a bench pulling in a couple of grand a week maybe you're not getting the biggest bucks but if you're pulling in 20 grand a week you know the time frame you've got to pull this yeah. in and you're making if you you know are sensible you're making a lifetime's fucking money yeah. out of this gig of doing fuck off yeah. i always found it a little bit weird with the the sub goalkeepers yeah like, uh, they're gonna be the most underused mm. player ever like if you're sitting behind uh peter smichael or peter check or one of these great keepers like you're at a really good club you're being paid really well but you're not playing yeah and, and like, you're you're where, solely where, relying on an injury to mm. get your game like you might be his training partner you might be helping him out all the way but you're not playing yeah he, yeah you you're you're going yeah i went this way or i mm. do this or this is what i do yeah. you're giving them all the pointers yeah but he's the face it's like it's jericho to fuzzy those mm. guys are probably writing the music writing the songs doing oh, all yeah. those pieces or whatever but jericho but laying out no drum rolls but it's jericho you know what i mean that that's what you know but maybe that's just the way but maybe everybody has their front man mm. or like everybody's got that face and then who's be who's the guy behind the guy for swingers terminology yeah. like you know but that is the thing i guess you know speaking of uh, crazy nutbag footballers oh uh, there's mr keen himself or eric cantona oh that's cantona <laughs> <laughs> see there's my knowledge of football he looked like the a giant frenchman rather than a guy from cork yeah. look at him he's only short having a fucking baguette in one hand and a string of fucking with a garlic around his neck i uh, was just um speaking of keen or not keen um i heard a little excerpt from it was for charity but he was he done an event it was a q and a interview type thing up in some venue up in dublin there last week he's a pretty funny guy right he is yeah yeah because well, i mean well, again I, I find a lot of core people are they have that they have a i'd have never had any reason to listen to him but the guy who interviewed him on today fm he'd done a show and on saturday the bulk of his show he actually just played back a lot of this interview because it was for charity and all this sort of crap. Right. and he is he's a pretty funny fucking guy i mm. was i was fairly surprised i kind of went i don't know why i always pictured him or thought of him as being more of just this kind of very straight very sorely grumpy sort of guy mm. for some reason that was the persona i got from that, him that's what you see on the pitch he's very serious football but i didn't even you see again i'd be going up purely what i would have been fed from the media even because i wouldn't have watched him but playing that's what, football that's all they'd see yeah but no i was very surprised i mean this guy was funnier than some fucking so-called <laughs> irish comedians like a few times oh, i was laughing irish comedians yeah pretty much you know i'll give sean Hughes a pass but the rest of them, yeah, Roy Keane is definitely funnier. Yeah. <laughs> nah, good, funny guy though. A pass on being Irish or a pass on being not funny? Not funny. <laughs> no, he's definitely Irish. But um, I think. <laughs> Been in England probably longer. Yeah, that, yeah. you start questioning that then, yeah. Are you still Irish if you spent more of your life in another country? That's a, we'll debate that another day. We will. <laughs> right, so we leave it there. We've got some UFC to get watching and some tea to get drinking. So for Ooh, me, tea. Derek, it's goodbye. And for me, James, goodbye. Jog on.